Hokkaido. I am re-recording this because the first time I did did not go too well with the audio, but hopefully everything will go nice and smooth now. Um, so basically I left off where we were going to BA from Sapporo. Um, a quick rundown of like everything just in case like anyone doesn't remember or someone didn't really listen to the first uh, part of this. Um, I, me and two friends took a trip to Sapporo, Hokkaido. So this is basically Japan's most northern island. Um, and Sapporo is like a pretty big city in Hokkaido. And then BA is kind of like the countryside. So we spent two days in Hokkaido. Or we spent, wait, we spent one night and two days in Sapporo. Um, and we stayed at an Airbnb. The Airbnb was about like $70 per person for the, like the two nights. And there was like three of us. So it worked pretty well. And we stayed there. It was a nice little time. And um, then basically I left off where we were traveling to BA. And uh, we basically, from Sapporo to BA, we had to take a two to three hour train and it was a nice little train ride you know you could look out the windows you could see the snow fields and you could see the um what's it called like the the forest is like the forest with all of the snow on them and it was it was definitely really cute looking out the window i can say that for sure but we took a little train ride there and we got to the the ryokan now a ryokan is a traditional japanese inn and it's like i'm talking it has like the tatami mat floors with the futons and it has like the tables you have to kneel to sit at like the low rise tables and it had a really beautiful view so i really liked the ryukan um the so originally we were supposed to stay at a different ryukan that is in the same neighborhood but um they ended up doing emergency renovations so they moved us to the they moved us to two different other ryukans that are both next door to it so the first one we stayed at it was um a lot of the people that worked there was kind of older a lot of the people that we saw walking around were older and it just seemed like more of an older facility um but like it was still nice and clean and um there was like the food was really good um they had kaiseki dinners and kaiseki is basically um multi a, a japan as a traditional japanese multi-course dinner um so it's kind of like they give you at at least at this restaurant because it was my first time having kaiseki at this restaurant um or restaurant sorry at this ryukan basically the price of the ryukan includes the um like dinner and breakfast so um it's all included like there's no choice if you want to not include it or not so 
um basically we when we got there like that night we put our stuff away and then it was like around dinner time so we went right to dinner and when we got there like the basics were already sitting out like the food was already sitting out for us and it was like the food that wouldn't go cold so um at this specific kaiseki meal they had like raw fish and they had like um they had like different plants and stuff or plants <laughs> they had different uh vegetables and um radishes and stuff and it was all cut up with like different things on them sadly there was no menu so i couldn't i didn't know exactly what everything was but there was definitely some tastes that were familiar from other things i've eaten in japan um something that was really cool i don't know the name of it and i don't know if it has a name but basically there's this wooden bowl and they put like noodles a broth they put like raw uh, meat or raw fish on the top of it and they put like vegetables in it and then you put this wooden top on top of the bowl and there's like a fire they light a fire underneath it and it basically cooks the bowl as you're eating the other things and it cooks everything in there so that by the time the fire goes out and you take the top off it's like it's kind of like a mini hot pot in a way so that was really cool because everyone had their own individual one at the table um but other than that uh oh going back to the raw fish thing so i know that a lot of people hate on raw fish and i understand i used to be one of them but i feel like in japan specifically the raw fish is so it's a taste really good and like so for some people it's hard to wrap their mind around that because you can only judge by the raw fish that's in your country or that's like if you're in the u.s or the uk or somewhere like that has similar cultures to that i can understand how like, eating raw fish doesn't sound appealing and maybe even other places um it might not sound as appealing too but at least in japan specifically they just prepare it so well and it's like it's so like the texture is amazing and the taste tastes like so refreshing and i've never was a fan of eating raw fish before but now i love doing it in japan it just it tastes so good and i've never gotten sick like once from it because i think like their fish cleaning techniques and like the way that they might prepare their fish is very different than in the u.s um so you know that's like that's my perspective as being someone that was originally from the u.s now eating raw fish here in japan i'm sure perspectives are different from all from other countries and other places but yeah so the kaiseki meal was really good i really liked it um and they for the little bowl thing i was talking about with the like the fire under it they even give you like a little raw egg and you can crack it on there and you can either like cook it or like eat it just like raw that's something else that i've learned to love here is raw egg or just egg in general um i also feel like the way that their eggs are pre i don't want to say prepared but the the quality of their eggs is so different than in the u.s and i understand why eggs are so big here now and even raw eggs like i i am a fan now in japan i don't know if i'll carry that into when i go back to the u.s in all honesty just because i don't think the quality will be the same and I know that there's like a much bigger risk of eating it, like health-wise, in the U.S. But in Japan, I love it, so I'm I just do it all the time now that I can, and like I understand that it's a bit safer health-wise. Um, but anyhow, so other than the kaiseki meal, um, what else? What else did we do? It was just a really cute time. Um, the first night 
Oh, so, like, they, basically, the place that we went to was, like, a little onsen uh, town, and, like, uh, like, it was in the middle of nowhere, but, like, all the buildings surrounding it are, like, little onsens themselves, so the onsen that was connected to our ryokan, um, it was pretty small, it was, and it wasn't, like, anything amazing, it felt kind of, like, old-fashioned in a way. So, um, it was really nice being in an onsen, though. Don't get me wrong. It was just, like, there's nothing amazing about it, in my opinion. Like, they had a little, a tiny outdoor onsen, but, like, you can't see the sky or any nature from it. You can see the snow surrounding it, but it's, like, there's a big roof, and it just, it wasn't picturesque, really. So, um, other than, like, the big piles of snow around it. So, yeah. But I did have a really nice time going to the onsen. Like, there's there's no feeling that beats going into the onsen and then going, like, to your bed. Because you just feel so refreshed and you feel like a whole new person. You're just like, wow. It's like taking a deep breath, but with your body. <laughs> if that even makes sense. Um, So, yeah, after that night, the next day, we basically... What did we do? Um, oh, I think, so we stayed, so basically the next day we had just been traveling for, like, so many days and for so, like, so often throughout our time in Hokkaido so far that we just really wanted a rest day to kind of just chill and take our time. So, um, we went to breakfast. Breakfast was more of a buffet type style and you can, like, get the little things that you want, like the normal buffet, um, and mind you, I am saying buffet instead of buffet because I learned from my French-speaking friend that buffet is very much the wrong way to say it. And the actual French way to say it is buffet. So I'm going to try and say buffet from now on. Anyway, though. Um, yeah, and they, it was like Japanese breakfast and like a few like Western things. And so when I say Japanese breakfast, like, for example, there was a small station where you could make your own miso soup. So it had like the actual soup. You could put as much... Uh, tofu as you want in it as much seaweed you can put as much um I don't know the other thing they put in it it's like a vegetable but I don't know the name of it and you could like put whatever you want in there they also had like raw fish you could choose from they had like rice porridge which is kind of just like I would kind of want to say it's slightly watery rice in a way um so they had like things like that for a Japanese style breakfast and then they also had like things for western style breakfasts like sausage or like um like egg like scrambled eggs and um they had like the little fruit station and the little um like bread station like little things like that so that was really nice and after we had breakfast, we basically, um, we, w- we went back to our room, right? And so when we went there, the cleaning lady was going to our room next. And so she was like, oh, can I clean, can you step out so I can clean your room? Um, which basically just means putting away the futons, giving us new towels and giving us, um, newly washed yukatas. And if you don't know what a yukata is, it's basically like a small, think of like a, a house coat like a little house coat you wear around like your house that you just tie up and everything with like the little band of the um like just think of how like I think of a house coat that you have to tie around your body it's like that but it's like more traditional and um people wear it around the hotel so yeah they like just replace everything so 
we so basically we grabbed like our valuables like the things that we wanted to keep to like to ourselves like my friend grabbed her wallet her purse and then we all went downstairs and we kind of just had a little journaling session i like did some sketches and drew a little bit so that was a nice refreshing thing to do in the morning um my other friend kind of just scrolled on her phone so it was just a little like moment to ourselves then the lady came and got us and she was like oh you can go back to your room now everything's good we were like cool so we went in there and basically like realistically our plan was to wake up early because breakfast is at from 8 a.m to 9 a.m right but we were still tired and we wanted to like have a nice easy day in but we didn't know how to tell her like oh we don't want you to like we wanted the the free the, the clean towels and the clean yukatas and everything but we, we wanted to still like sleep in after breakfast so we literally just went and undid this woman's work <laughs> and we just took the futons right back out <laughs> and reset them up and we kind of just like laid down some of us like took a little nap um and just like chilled for a bit and then we re we re got back up and we started getting ready um basically the plans for the day were kind of just to see the nature around the Ryokan so the Ryokan was based well the Ryokan we went to was called it's well it's in Shirogane Hot Springs and um at Shirogane Hot Springs it's nice because right next to it is this like is the Shirogane waterfall and then like some like close to it is the uh Shirogane Blue Pond and it's like two um really pretty nature spots the blue pond is cool because it's kind of like a natural phenomena and the water looks it's super blue like it looks like someone put food coloring in the water but it's just naturally that blue um and then the waterfall has the same type of water but it's like a waterfall and it like half freezes in the winter so it's like half frozen but also there's still some water going through it so we decided to do that um like to see those things but before we did that we um me and my friend we really wanted we okay so there's this girl she's an influencer her name is Aaliyah but she goes like her Instagram name is like Aaliyah Interlude and based her username is Aaliyah Interlude on all her platforms and basically she has this fashion statement called Aaliyah Core and it's like an alternative um edgy but cute style and so we really wanted to try our hand at trying her style her leacor style so we got some leacor outfits and we basically all took a photo shoot um in the nature near the hotel or on like on the bridge and like by this big thing of snow by the hotel and that was definitely pretty fun um and we just like took photos for a while it was fun because like this basically here's how the process would go right like let's say it was my turn to take a photo so i'd be like okay guys <sighs> okay i could do it so basically i throw my coat off i throw my gloves off and I, I and i give it to one friend to hold and then the other friend they take rapid fire pictures and i just do a bunch of poses like boom bam boom bing bong pong and then they take all these photos and then basically i like run back to the other friend and i'm like give me my coat and they have my coat ready and i literally just slip right into it and that's how it went <laughs> solely because the aliacor photos show a lot of skin um so it's like it's and it's cold like it's like zero or below like it's zero degrees fahrenheit or below basically and so it's like okay i'm gonna run do the photos and then run back right into my coat <laughs> and 
it was it was fun but it was cold but it was so worth it because the photos look chef's kiss everything i love it um yeah so after we took all the photos the actual like waterfall was like right next to us so we just we walked over to the other bridge and we looked at the waterfall but loki by the time we got outside like after all getting ready it was around 4 30 p.m so we caught the sunset um here in japan the sun sets around five o'clock ish 5 30 ish sometimes so yeah so like when we were taking photos like it was the cute colors in the sky or it was beginning to be the cute colors and that was really nice so by the time we finished our photo shoot we went to see like the waterfall it was kind of starting to get dark and everything but we were able to see it and it was cute um something that was really cool about our real con is that they have like a free shuttle bus to the blue pond and the blue pond because it's winter right now the pond is frozen over and there's like snow on top of it so you can't actually see the blueness like the blue of the pond but what you can see is like like there's a bunch of trees sticking out of the pond and everything right so like basically they 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 put lights and illuminations on the pond and the trees so like you're able to see like the colors still and it's like still really pretty um and there's like little forest next to it that's super cute so that was really nice being able to go there we took some photos and it was just nice like being able to look at some nature for real because we had just been like running around being in the city and like being on transportation so it was this day was really nice because we did get to see a lot of nature we got to see more nature than we had originally and that was i was really happy about that um so other than that the next day we actually had to so we spent two nights at this ryokan right and basically our last night was to be spent at the ryokan next door so we were checking out um our final morning at this first ryokan and so as we're checking out the guy hands us the bill and he's like here so um you have to pay he's like okay now it's time to pay for your stay and we're like um hold up hold up we already prepaid before we got here what are you trying to tell us and basically he was telling us like oh like um you guys got a refund and so now you have to pay and we're like well you got everything wrong because we have no refund and we already paid um and so i we basically think that he like maybe booking.com didn't get to them about the fact that like the original hotel canceled on us and then moved us to this hotel and that our money from there should have been dispersed to this to this ryukon and so we had to call booking.com for a bit and like then he called booking.com and we had to like talk to them for a while and try to figure everything out and he kept trying to tell us we had to pay we kept telling him no 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 that's not how it works and then like he then we were like can you look us up like in the in the system he's like okay sure and mind you he doesn't speak he doesn't speak any english so we're like half trying to translate and then like half using google translate and then the funniest part to me was that we asked him to look us up in the system right so he he walks out he walks back into the back room and he comes out with like a bunch of stacks of like paper all connected on these rings and he starts looking through them and then we realize oh my gosh they don't have a computer system they just use written on paper files and that's that's the thing about japan a lot of times there's like 
there'll be there'll be such modern advanced things here but then there'll also be really really traditional things too at the same time so that was something that was like oh wow so you have to look through all these papers to find this then he found the paper that we like had he tore it out and he was like look and literally when we looked at the paper it said prepaid so we were like um we don't understand and so after like a bit of a kerfuffle and like continuously trying to figure things out um he looked at like he got he called booking.com one more time right and so he he listened to them and then he hung up and he was like he was like oh okay sorry sorry you're good okay bye bye those were those were his exact words right he looked at us he was like he was like oh sorry he was like oh sorry um you're you're good and then he showed he pointed to the taxi driver and he was like okay bye bye and we were like um so he just put us through all of this just say okay sorry bye bye i mean i guess i'm glad we got a sorry right but it was like okay well at least we're about to go to a different real con because that's 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 saying a lot <laughs> um but they gave it they let drove us a taxi to the next building and so we got to the next place and as soon as we got there it instantly looked way bigger way more modern and all the staff was like young versus every versus the complete other real con we were just at was like everything was old including the staff you know um so it was just like this was way more modern and it seemed like much nicer and we just liked it instantly um <clears throat> so let me think let me think um we went to our room and they gave a, we had a little western room where there were actual like beds and that was really nice because there was like three beds and um it was a nicely spaced room and basically um the day we got there was valentine's day right so we were like oh let's have a galentine's day <laughs> so basically for galentine's day what we did there's this field mba i think it's called sai shiki no uka don't don't quote me don't quote me i'm not completely sure on the phrasing of it um I kind of want to look it up, though, in case anyone wants to go. Let's see. B.A. Field. Sai. Seki. No. Uta. Hopefully it comes up. Oh, okay. Here it is. I said it completely wrong. I'm so glad I looked it up. We went to this. So it's basically, it's like the biggest flower field in the B.A. Furano area. But because it's winter, they, it's basically like, a big winter field and you can like do winter activities there so the place is called shiki side no oka okay shiki side no oka um and basically what we did there we went snow rafting so they they get a raft and they tie and you sit in the raft and they tie it to a snowmobile and basically they just like mobile you around and stuff and so you can like you're just like flying around in the in the raft and that was pretty fun um and then I, we also did snowmobiling so you can ride a snowmobile and you follow like this guy you follow this tour guy and he just takes us around in a big circle but it's like a really it's really pretty views and you can like see like the like the horizon and all the big fields there and then we also met some alpacas and they were cute I never noticed that alpacas don't have pupils, so it's like their eye is just one big eye all the same color. So it looks like they're staring into your soul. 
um but they were cute nonetheless <laughs> my friends were kind of scared they were gonna spit on us but they didn't you know <laughs> so yeah that was definitely fun and then we got back to our hotel uh or to, to back to the real con and we decided to do a little like secret santa thing now mind you I think because we were doing so much running around, I didn't realize that there was a fault in the Secret Santa thing, solely because there's three of us. <laughs> but it didn't occur to me until I was sitting down about to give my gift that I was like, wait a second, I already know who's going to give me my gift because I know who I'm giving a gift to. Because <laughs> it was like, I know I knew that I was giving my gift to my friend, but I was like, well, there's three of us. That means that, because originally I, di- I just didn't think to think it through. <laughs> and so I so when I was sitting down I was like hmm I wonder who has my gift and then I was like wait a second it has to be the person who I don't have is getting me a gift or else someone's not getting a gift (laughs) either way though it did work well because we were all able to give each other a gift without having to like pick and choose who it was it was just like handed to us at random so um I ended up giving my friend a little bento box with like a mechanical pencil of her favorite character and then i received a bottle of raisling wine because like i've been telling my friends i couldn't find like my like raisling wine anywhere in japan and they were like oh we see it all the time and so the person who got me they gave me raisling wine and then my the uh the third friend she ended up receiving a what's it called it's like a it's like um a shoulder strap for your phone so it's like think of a shoulder bag but at the end of the shoulder bag there's no bag it's just your phone attached to like a big um necklace looking thing and you put it over your shoulder it's really popular here right now in japan um but yeah and so we did that we exchanged gifts we all drank wine and we watched um physical 100 which is basically this like korean netflix show that's like really interesting it's about like people all with really good bodies or like when I say good bodies I mean just like everyone is like muscular or is talented physically or like has some type of physical thing going for them and they all compete and everything so it was nice like being able to watch that and drink wine and be like oh my gosh I didn't think the dancer would win against the bodybuilder ah like (laughs) it was cool it was cool so I had a I definitely had a really nice Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day I shall say I do feel like if I was in Tokyo it wouldn't have been as nice because like there's a huge amount of couples in Tokyo normally so on Valentine's Day I feel like it would have been a little um a little oof just being around all of that so I was happy to have spent it like in the countryside doing snow sports and drinking wine and exchanging gifts with like two good friends here so yeah I had definitely had a nice valentine's day um so basically valentine's day was our last full day in BA so the next morning we um went to eat at the buffet and uh this so basically for this place there was no kaiseki meal um they just gave us like it was just a big buffet type thing and you can just get your own food to eat um and there's just so many things to try it was so many things I don't even know how to explain it but I just tried a little bit of everything I felt like a little kid in the candy store I was like I want to try some of this oh the sprinkle of that and a shake of this and then a little dop of this and a tiny bowl of this and that was 
but that was literally like me just going around and eating and getting a little bit of everything on my plate but it was fun i definitely would do it again um and they had a mixture of like western and japanese things too so that was awesome something else i noticed while we were staying at like these ryokans i like i didn't see any other westerners when i say westerners it's like there were foreigners there but they were there were foreigners that were asian you know like there are people there that were chinese and korean um but i didn't see a lot of like people who weren't asian there like there was no other i didn't see another any other people that were like brown-skinned or anything no no white people just or no people that were just like not of asian descent so it it definitely felt like people did look at us but in a way that was like oh wow i didn't you know i hadn't i haven't seen any of y'all around here till now <laughs> um but that also made it feel kind of like a hidden gem because i didn't really feel like a lot of people knew about the place we went to because a lot of times people i feel like want to just go to the big cities and do the big things so this was definitely really nice to do um okay so we checked out of our hotel and there oh yeah there's kenny there's this guy named kenny right he was one of the uh, employees at the hotel and he was super interested in like international like just international things and so like for example my friend told him she was from he asked my friend was wearing like a, a kenya bracelet and so he was like oh are you from kenya we were and we were like oh no no she's not she was like no no i'm not from kenya but we were surprised he knew what kenya was because a lot of people here in Japan just are very undereducated about Africa in general. And so basically my friend was like, no, I'm from Zimbabwe. And he was like, oh, Zimbabwe, really? And we were like, oh my gosh, you know what Zimbabwe is? <laughs> it's just like, it's just so rare to find people in Japan who like are aware that, that Africa isn't a country like itself, that it's a continent and that there's countries in it. So... We were just, I was surprised, we were surprised to hear that. But basically, I brought Kenny up because we were we were checking out. And so my one, my friend, she, my other friend, she's like half, she's Congo, Congolese, but she was born in, or she lived in Italy for a majority of her life. So she is Italian. And so um, I guess he saw that she had like a little Italian uh something italian on her i don't remember what it was and so he said something in italian and she was like huh what and so um and she was like wait how do you know i speak italian and he was like oh i saw that you had this and so i saw that you had this thing on you or something and i don't know if he heard her speak italian too on the phone or something but he was like he basically he was he was like he looked it up on google last night and stayed up to try and figure out how to say something to her in italian and she was like oh my gosh like it was just really cool and it was so sweet that he looked it up to like figure out how to speak italian to her and so she spoke italian to him and uh it was just a really cute moment <laughs> so um kenny was really cool i was glad we we ran into kenny um so yeah we basically took a bus from ba back to um ashikawa ashigawa station and basically we went to ashigawa oh we went to asashigawa my bad we went to back to asashigawa station in order to go to our airport because our airport is Ash asashigawa airport but we had a lot of time to kill at this train station before going to the airport so we um basically i had to finish my wine i got so 
I basically just, we just walked around and I just drank, we all drank the rest of our wine. <laughs> just walking around. I visited Mr. Donut and we chilled there and sat down and ate some donuts and talked about life. Um, also, Mr. Donut is basically like a Dunkin' Donuts, but it is, they have way more flavors. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, they just have way more flavors and like different types of donuts. But it's kind of like Dunkin' Donut. There's just no drive through of course. But, yeah, so, let's see, we ended up taking, so when it was our time to leave the train station, we took a bus to the airport, um, it was like a two, no, I think it was like an hour, hour and a half bus ride, um, to the airport, actually, maybe it wasn't, I'm kind of forgetting how much, I'm putting bus rides together, I don't know how long it took, but we took a bus to the airport, right, and so, basically, we had woken up early and went to bed late, so I was tired. So, I basically, like, took a nap on the bus. And I remember my friend waking me up when we were, like, a decent away, a decent amount away from the airport. Like, hey, we're gonna be there soon. I was like, okay, cool. And then somehow, I fell back asleep. So, I woke up to my friends being like, okay, we're getting off now. And I was like, oh, crap, got you. So, I would like, make sure I had to, like, get all my stuff and like figure and like get all my money out to like pay the bus driver um so we paid him and then we got our um our baggage from under the bus and we went to go see what time our check-in was because you have to wait to check in and we um for some for some reason we were like checking in I felt a sense of urgency in my um in my soul because I was like I think I forgot something and I couldn't figure out what it was I forgot, and then I was like, oh my gosh, and I saw that I was wearing my brown coat, and I was like, wait, where is my other coat? And I was like, oh my gosh, guys, I think I forgot my coat on the bus. So I ran after the bus, and basically, it had stopped, like, it was still at the airport, it just stopped, like, down the street, at like, at the end of the airport for, for like, the people that were at that stop. So I ran down there, and I ran on the bus and looked in my seat, and um, the people that people were sitting there now, but I didn't see like a big hefty coat anywhere. So then I went to the bus driver, and I was like, "Hey, I think I left I left my coat. It might be at the bottom of the bus, maybe." Um, and he was like, "Okay, cool." So he unbuckled, got out his seat, he um, opened the bottom of the bus, crawled in. He didn't see anything, and I looked inside the bus one more time, and I was like, "Okay, well, I guess it's not here. Maybe it must be in my bag or something." Well, thank you anyway. So then I ran back to my friends, and I was like, guys, like, I couldn't find my coat, so, like, maybe it might be in my bag or something. And they were like, wait, what coat are you talking about? I was like, oh, my black and green coat. And they were like, you mean the coat you're wearing under your brown coat right now? And I looked, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I am totally wearing it. And they were like, yeah, we didn't know. We we thought maybe you just had a third coat that we didn't realize you had, and we didn't want to like you know tell you like that you're wrong or anything so we figured maybe we just didn't realize you had another coat <laughs> and so I was like oh okay guys well I just gotta have my coat for real but thank you for your uh for letting for believing in me <laughs> and so um we basically realized we had to wait like um we had got to the airport like three hours ahead of time so we realized we had to wait like an hour or so to check in so we went uh, we found a little spot we could chill at, and we chilled there, and while we were chilling, I was like, okay, let me go, let me go scroll on my phone and look through these pictures and start editing them and everything, so, um, I went to go grab, 
uh, my phone and it wasn't in my pocket. And so then like I started looking in all of my pockets and I'm like, holy cannoli, I do not have my phone. It's not in any of my pockets and all of my bags were under the bus and I had my phone on the bus. So like if it's not in any of my pockets, it can't be in any of my bags because I had it on the bus, but I didn't use it um, since I've been on the bus because I woke right up and I ran off and we went straight to check in. So where's my phone? You know, and so then basically I'm like, I told my friend, I'm like, hey, I cannot find my phone. So I call my phone through her phone. I, we don't hear anything. We call it multiple times. I go and look outside where I was running in case it was in my pocket and it fell out. I look myself. It's not there. She goes and looks with me through like the route I ran. It's not there. We look through the airport. We ask like people at the desk. No one's saying they found a phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, can I use your phone to do, like, a find my iPhone to see where it is? So, I do find my iPhone, and I see that the phone's moving away from us, and I'm like, oh my gosh, the I, I left my phone on the bus! And the bus is like, it's been like 30 minutes since we've been looking before I even looked on find my iPhone, and the bus is like 30 minutes away, so I'm like, oh my golly, my phone is leaving me, and we have to fly out in three hours oh no so basically i start it's like when you do find your iphone you can like have your phone play a sound so i kept playing the sound and then i like put a message you put a message on your phone too and the message i put i was like i lost my phone i'm at the airport um please um i'm at the airport you know please answer if anyone calls and so i put that in half in english and then in japanese and i put it to display on my phone and so basically um i asked so basically i asked the we went down to the check-in right so um we went down to the check-in desk where we were originally asking what time we could check in for our flight went down there and there was like no one in the line so i asked the the guy that was working there i was like hey we explained to him through google translate and like broken japanese they're like i lost my phone on the bus or i forgot my phone on the bus um is there any way that you could call them and they and like tell them because like like we would have called ourselves but like i just don't know the japanese to explain that so he was like yeah sure i can call so he called for us and so then someone answered we started speaking like rapid fire japanese to them and i was like okay thank you lord i had this guy like call for us because i wouldn't have been able to speak all that it would have been like a they say something and i'm like oh wait a second okay let me type it in google okay okay that's what they're saying okay um and then try to say japanese really slowly like it just would have went it would have been so much longer so basically he was talking to them and so he was like okay the but they can there's a few options um they can drop it off at the station they're at and then they can ship it to you and we were like oh how long would it take to ship and he was like oh you would get it in a week and i was like in a week i'll get my phone in a week no i'm okay i i would rather um that maybe that can be the last last resort but i'm gonna try to get my phone before i leave this before i leave to go to tokyo <laughs> before i fly out of here so then um he calls them a few times and everything and basically um i ask him like hey is there any way the bus driver can get could put my phone in a taxi and the taxi drives the phone up here so that i can and i can pay the taxi driver whatever he needs because at this point my phone is going further and further away from the airport because it's still on the bus 
So, um, so he's like, okay, yeah, we can, uh, maybe we could do that. And so he calls like the people on the phone one more time and basically they agree to give it to someone in a taxi. So then I finally, finally give it to the taxi guy and he, and I, I'm watching it, I'm watching him drive the phone up like on the, by my iPhone thing. But my phone is on like low battery. It's on, I guess when I was sleeping, I thought I could plug it in at, um, the airport and I just put it on low battery like power mode for that moment so it was still like on low battery and I was like please hopefully it doesn't run out of battery so that I, we can find the guy when he gets here um to cut a story short he basically he like the taxi driver got here and he got here in time before like um like my flight started boarding so he got here and then I ended up okay so I ended up having to pay him about ninety dollars to to you know to give me my phone but at the end of the day I went home with my phone and that's really truly what matters you know so I was happy to be able to go home with my phone and it truly felt like a blessing from God because I was like well because at first I was like damn am I really going to be able to leave with my phone like am I going to go home with my phone at this point but I was able to go home with my phone um and after I got my phone we checked in and I thanked the people for helping me um like get my phone and we made it in time to like have some time to buy some like water and stuff before boarding started and that was great um so yeah that went well um and so oh yeah so basically a few days before we started going I mean before days a few like when we were first got to the real con like rewinding a bit we realized Kehlani like the singer she was performing in Tokyo but she was having an after party at one of our uh, one of the, our favorite clubs and basically like we're on the guest list for that club so we can get in for free before 12 so we were like oh my gosh okay so I want to go see Kehlani and we were all like yeah let's all go see Kehlani like when else will we be able to see her for free so our plan basically what we did was we got we got off so that we got off the airport so we got off the airplane we got our baggage from baggage claim once we got back to Tokyo and then we changed in the airport into our clubbing clothes uh, we put our coats on over it and so then we decided we would go straight from the airport to the club because we got to the airport at 10 10 30 ish and then we had to get there before midnight in order to get in for free so we um one of one of my friends though she was not feeling it she was tired she was like okay y'all have fun but i need to go to sleep i need to be in my bed we were like okay we get you girl have a nice time so me and my one other friend we went straight to the um we went straight to the station where we went straight to rapongi station or a station near rapongi station it's not exactly rapongi station but it's in rapongi and so we went there we put our luggage into a locker because all the um all of the chain stations have lockers here and put into a locker we met up with some of my other friends and we went um into the guest line we got some drinks while we waited in line and basically Kalani never showed up because she had a concert here but then I guess she made she put in her story that the weather was like messing her up and she just like wasn't feeling good and so she decided to do an early flight um out of Tokyo so she, we ended up going 
to a Kehlani list night. But what was cool is that a lot there was a lot of people that were young and black and just brown skinned that went to go see Kehlani. So it was it was like I've never seen so many young black people in one place in Tokyo. So that was really cool. And um they it was pretty lit that night too because like because of that. So I had a really nice time um like meeting people and just like being at the club with friends and like meet and just like being surrounded by people who are black it just it was something I missed um and basically I ended up getting home the next day at 5 a.m and that was basically my time in Hokkaido so I had a really nice time in Hokkaido and I'm definitely glad that I went um Something I meant to mention earlier, if anyone was interested in the price of the Ryukan MBA, um, we went to one of the Ryukans of Shirogane Onsen, like that's the town, right? And so for three people, the Ryukan we went to was 65,000 yen, um, but we all split it. So that means for three people, it was $490, which if we all, because we all split it three ways, um, it ended up being $164 per person, and this was for all three nights. So I think that was a pretty good deal. You know, for three nights, $164 per person, I think that was great. Um, as for the plane tickets, so the plane tickets were about $70 per person um, per flight, and that was like with baggage and with carry-on. So yeah, that ended up working pretty well, in my opinion. Um, the Airbnb we stayed at originally in Sapporo was $70 per person for two nights. So, honestly, it was, um, I enjoyed it for real. Pretty happy about it. And I was happy about the price, too, because everything was decently priced. Um, and yeah, so that was my time in Hokkaido. Very glad I went. It was very refreshing being out of the city and just, like, being, I don't know in the Japanese countryside. <laughs> um, question of the day, I would say, what do you look for when it comes to a short-term accommodation? So like when like when you're going to just a hotel or like an Airbnb or guest house. Um, for me specifically, I would say it needs to be clean, of course. Like, I think that's number one. Um, it needs to be near the things that I'm doing. Like, I don't want to travel just to have to travel even more. Like, I want it to be near all the stuff. So like, right after I'm finished, I can do, have a short ride home, then I'm chilling. Um, I also, like, okay, this one is dependent, but if, like, it needs to be near good food, but also, um, the one that's dependent is that it, if I'm going there to relax and to chill, and then, like, to, like, to not feel guilty about being in my hotel room for however long, I need the decor to be nice. Like, don't get me wrong, if I'm going somewhere where it's like I'm traveling, I'm mainly there for the sightseeing to like explore, to be outside of the hotel, and I just need somewhere to rest my head, I don't I don't care what it looks like as long as it's clean. But, you know, like if I'm here like to enjoy like relaxing and to like be in my bed for however long I want and to just be in a new environment and to like be inside, yeah, decor definitely matters. Um and yeah, I feel, I feel like that's those are the main ones for me. And of course, customer service has to be nice. Um, no one, no one wants to go somewhere and the customer service is like nasty or there is no good customer service. Um, whether it's like an Airbnb and like you're talking to your host, or it's like um, you're at a hotel and the check-in people are really kind um, and hospitable, you know, stuff like that. So 
yeah i would say that's my hokkaido trip um i'm definitely inspired to go travel more places and i'm thankful that you guys wanted to listen to my hokkaido trip so um yeah that's it it was nice it was cool it was groovy and thanks for listening